Spirit of the living Lord, I humble myself. Father God, I pray for your forgiveness of my own sins, my foolish thoughts, my foolish, foolish actions, Lord. I am praying for my brother Jason Gonzalez. I'm praying for my brother Michael Peters. Father God, these two men are going through a terrible crisis, a terrible time in their lives. No matter how well they're taking care of themselves, no matter how well they are uh, uh, living their lives, Father God, because we have to, no matter what, and we come to you, we still have lives to live, business to conduct. We have to show the world that men and women have what it takes to endure in a season of crisis. Father God, I pray against the plans of separation and divorce. I bring these two crises to your feet, Father God, because there's no one else on this planet who can deal, who can make people change, who can get into the hearts of what the problems are and really figure out what two lives intertwined and bonded by covenant with you, Lord, what it would take to get both sides to reconcile. Restoration is always going to be yours, Father God. Reconciliation will always be an avenue we can take, but it will only be provided by you. Father, I am praying for my brother Jason to not only find himself again, but that he takes what he needs, Father God, what he needs from you, that what, what you give to him to face the spirit of toxicity in his relationship. Father God, that his wife and himself have hearts made of flesh so that they can communicate in an effective way, so that they may understand one another, so that they may, may be on equal footing, equally yoked, equal ground so that he may want to once again find the spirit of elation of being with his spouse and so that his spouse finds her heart and her love and her security in her husband father god i pray for my brother in faith michael who is going through a crisis of separation Father God, I pray that the spirit of controlling behavior is lost. That it doesn't find its way to his front door. That it's destroyed in the heart and in the mind and the behavior of his spouse. Father God, I take great pride in knowing that you love us all. Prodigal spouse, standing spouse, it doesn't matter. Your love transcends all. Knowing that, Father God, we can endure long suffering because we know that the promise is with you. It's never been with the person we share our life with. Father God, help us. Help all of us who are wondering if it was really love or was it something else? I don't believe that anything that was created in your name, under your name, and in covenant, that it was all a farce. 
And Father God, if this all culminates to it being a lesson that we were each to learn, then we accept that lesson. We accept it. We don't know what the plans you have for us. And Father God, I thank you for us not knowing what the plans are. For then, then that would make us God. That would make us determining where our love, where our knowledge, where our resources go. And clearly, that was never your intention or the plan. Father God, I thank you for the plan that you have in action for us. Let us continue to wait, to listen, and to trust you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Anger Under Control Written by Lewis McBurney Anger is not sinful. It is a God-given emotional response to life's threats and hurts. It's not the anger itself that has moral implications. It's how you handle it. Some people resort to verbal abuse. Others take the opposite approach, withdrawing into an icy silence in an effort to bury the hurt. Sometimes the anger surfaces later in pouting or sulking, or in withholding affection, attention, or cooperation. The good news is that either one of you can decide to change the established patterns. Learning to discharge your anger in non-destructive ways brings life and vitality to your marriage. First, express your own feelings rather than hurling blame or launching a character assassination against your mate. Second, use preambles for introducing heavy topics. Melissa and I often said, this is not something you need to fix. I just need to talk out some feelings. That gives the other person a chance to begin listening in a focused, non-defensive way. Third, Increase your critical interval. The time between a stimulus and a response. The old advice of counting to 10 is a good way to begin dealing with a short temper. Simply delay your response until your objectivity has returned. Finally, and most important, kiss and make up. When the dust settles and you've heard each other out, get forgiveness into the picture and when forgiving one another is difficult, stop to consider the alternative. Prolonged loneliness and lingering bitterness are simply not worth it. Welcome to the Lock Pop Talks podcast. I am your host, Tyree Wilson. And whether you are a man or a woman who is either married, separated, standing for your marriage or divorce, this podcast is here to support you. Well, guys, we made it to another podcast episode. And thank you all for hanging out with me just to get it out the way. If you haven't already, Harp, go ahead, like, share, subscribe to the podcast, even on a YouTube channel. You can follow me at Lock Pop on Instagram 
at L-O-C-D-P-O-P. You can DM me, you can email me, whatever you need to do in order to get in touch with me. I will definitely respond. Thank you for all your love and your messages. I read every last one of them. Um, also, too, you can get your prayers added to our prayer request recordings on the podcast. All you have to do, like I said, is go to the website and email me that way or go on Instagram and DM me. Um, some people have found me on Facebook. It's all good. Whatever way you can to get in touch with me, do not be afraid to reach out. Um, I definitely don't mind adding you guys onto the list. And if you have had your your prayers said before on the podcast and you need more prayer, don't worry about it. Just send send it. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind adding you guys to the podcast, man. I pray me and my daughter's. Um, they help me stay on top of my prayer game. So I pray every night with my children. And even if they're not around, they still tell me, Daddy, don't forget to pray today. And I'll tell you what, it has helped me immensely to dig deep in myself and also to empty myself because that is the type of Lord that I serve. I serve a God who wants to know what's going on with me. And he wants to know if I'm humble enough to trust him. So you guys feel free. And I want to take your prayers to, to the Lord that I serve as well. So thank you guys again. Let's get into this podcast. So today you guys have probably heard the episode or the excerpt out of the uh, couple's devotional Bible called Anger Under Control. And there are many reasons why anger under control is something I wanted to get into today. One of the main reasons is like I did on a prayer request line is that when is that there's um, one of the guys who asked me to to add a prayer to the podcast is going through a level of no communication. And unfortunately, that's something I know a little bit too well. Um, there are a lot of men who go through that. And there are a lot of women who go through that as well. You know, the the no communication thing. Let me tell you something about communication. Communication is a beautiful thing. And without it, there's not much to a relationship. It's very hard to have any type of communication in a relationship. As soon as the communication is out the window, um, the the relationship itself suffers in a significant way. Not, it, But it's not the only way. To work a relationship. However, no communication is definitely a, uh, it's a dagger. Okay. It's a dagger to the body of the relationship. So if you are a wayward spouse or maybe you're a prodigal spouse and you decided communication is the last thing you guys need to do, I would ask you to reconsider your, um, reconsider your game plan as far as no communication goes. Why is communication so important? One of the main reasons, and I don't want to waste your time, I want to get right into it. What is the main reasons that communication is the first thing to go in a relationship? And bear with me on this one, but this is about control. Anybody who's willing to drop communication with you, or if you're willing to drop communication with that person because of a strain in a relationship or whatever's happening between the two of you, I don't care how bad it is. If you are dropping communication, that dropping communication means that either you or your wayward spouse, or both of you have issues with controlling behavior. You guys like to set the tone. Somebody likes to set the tone. Somebody likes to uh, cast that void in the relationship. That is, and I want to tell you, that is a form of abuse. And that is abuse not only to you, it may not be you know, only a form of abuse to your spouse, but it is a form of abuse to the relationship, the marriage in and of itself. That is abuse to that relationship. Why? Because when people decide to take away resources, whether it be financial, mental, uh, emotional, like I said, this one is about it's verbal communication, it's verbal abuse. I don't have to talk to you. You don't have to talk to me. But we expect plans to go, you know, as, as smooth as, as as possible. That is, unless you're a robot and people can program you, that's stupid. 
Okay, that's not going to work. And, and let me tell you something about controlling behavior. If you have accepted it for such a length of time, you might actually operate like a pro- computer program. That person that you have been dealing with has been telling you the way that they like their their breakfast, they like their dinner, the way they like their house, the way they like the the volume in the house, they like the way that you dress, the way that you look. That is a compute. You are a computer program. So when that person, so when you behave in a way that that person does not find acceptable, silence is what you are met with. Know the difference between silence and presence now. Now, here we go. Most people, most men, to be quite honest, online preach about or or minister about the, the man's presence, a man's presence in a relationship, which it does have power. I am not taking away the, the, the power that a man does have in his relationship. And it is taught that if you are, if your wife or your spouse or whatever, or your girlfriend or whatever like that, or your partner is behaving in a way that is unfavorable to you, not the communication, but you are, um, it is a show of strength to literally get up, walk away and provide a loss in presence, either in your home more specifically in that woman's life. And as much as I hate to say it, it's true. that That's just one of those things that men do. Um, and it does have power. I'm sorry. It, it really does. It shows when it comes to children, when most boys or girls grow up, the issues in their lives, most of them say that their problem comes from, well, my, you know, most of them would, would, would say first, well, my father was missing. My father wasn't around. The circumstances in which dad wasn't around, I'm not going to, you know, dive down deep into that because there are many reasons why dad is not around. And then I know also to know that it's not always it's not always dad's fault that dad is not around. Okay. So I, I want to get that out of there and put on the podcast right now. Though Tyree believes in the presence of a man. I also know that the presence of a man, his presence can be altered, manipulated, played with, and skewed in a way that um is unfair to that man. The presence of having your father in the house or dad in the house, your husband in the house, takes away the security, takes away the safety, takes away the resources. It just does. It takes away the discipline and the relationship. But if that man, in the power of his presence, fellas, if you're listening, the power of your presence, if your presence is used as a punishment for things not going your way with controlling behavior, you are abusing your relationship. You're taking your power and you're abusing it. Just like a woman who is, and you know, it's said online and it's said in social media, when a woman has nothing to say, she's already made up her mind. She's already made the final decision and there's nothing you can do. Now, do I believe in that? To a degree. I believe in that to a degree. And that's because I have seen the the I've seen the depth and the ability to forgive that I've really only seen women have. And regardless of what the offense is, as long as a man is 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 in in the right mind or objective objectiveness in his heart to apologize for whatever the uh infraction was to the relationship, that woman has an ability to to forgive. She won't necessarily forget, but she will forgive. And I've seen it as far as men who have, maybe they've shouted, maybe they've 
you know, swore in front of the children or something like that. And I've also seen that men who have unfortunately decided to put their hands on the woman, the women in their life or the woman in his life, whatever the situation was, whether that man is known to be abusive physically or not, fellas, if you have the ability to apologize, if you have the ability to not only apologize, but to mean it and to stick with it, if you are just humble enough to say the words, you will be surprised with just how forgiving um, your woman actually is. And it's almost, it, it can be downright scary because you probably don't deserve another chance and you don't deserve whatever happens after that is, is probably what you do deserve, to be honest with you. But a woman's ability to forgive is, uh, it's, it's insane. <laughs> and it's, in, it's insane to me. However, there comes to a point where a woman has decided that communication is the last thing, is the first thing she throws off the table because she always wants to be with you. She's big up in you in what kind of way. And say you have done something, you've done something that does not fit her plan, her control over the relationship. It doesn't fit with what she wants. And your punishment is silence, the silent treatment. It's cute, right? It's funny, right? The makeup is cute. Oh, I can't wait to make up with her because it's, it's, that's also preached online and, and, and ministered online that you know, and, and not by ministers and preachers, by fools, basically. They all say it's the it's the it's the making up that's the best part. It's the making up. Dude, in a in an unhealthy relationship, sure, that's toxic as what? Presence and communication are lost, but that's the first thing that comes back when the two reconnect. And it's only a time, uh, only time will tell until that relationship has its a, its huge blow up once again. So continue with that toxic behavior and things are only going to get worse. They're not going to get better. They're only going to get worse. Controlling your anger, controlling, controlling yourself is what the goal should be. Not controlling the other person, not controlling their behavior, control your behavior. And if you keep getting the same results from your uh, unfiltered behavior, then you're going to come to a point where you're really going to have to start thinking about if, or you're going to force this other person that you're with to, to start really thinking about, are you the one? Are you the one for them? And I would say, if you care so much, if you care about your relationship, if you care about what's happening between the two of you, then take the time right now, take the time like right now. I don't care if you listen to this podcast. I prefer you to listen to the whole podcast, but if you're not listening to the whole podcast, go right now. Okay. And I want you to find a counselor or a therapist. I I am doing this. I am doing this myself. So I'm not telling you to do something that I am unwilling to do. I have a meeting with my counselor starting tomorrow, um, on Monday. Go and get you a counselor and a therapist. And get one or the other, or get both. I don't really care. But I'm telling you why you need to do this is because it's for you. You need to discover what's going on inside of you. And I, I know that there are people who. You know, with enough self-reflection because of the silence in your relationship, you start to feel like you're finding yourself again. And that's wonderful. I'm glad that you're starting to find out who you are, what you stand for, what you don't stand for. What are your new boundaries? What are what are any boundaries? Because maybe you lived without them to begin with. You have to use this time to get in touch with a professional and find out how much it's I don't care. Find out how much it's gonna cost. Take this time and invest in you. You know why? You you lose weight, you feel great. But you want to, and you can't wait. The best part about losing weight is you get to put on clothes that you couldn't put on before. You look good in something that's tight. You look good in something with color, or you look good in something solid, whether you're a man or or a woman. It doesn't really matter. Um, 
but you are ready to invest in those things because people can see those things. You can see those things. Take that same principle and apply it to having a counselor or a therapist who can help you develop ways to one, how to get your voice out, how to how to get your thoughts uh, laid straight, and then different techniques that you can use and, and acquire in order to get through your emotions. You know, whether they're sad or whether you're angry or you're excited, you're lethargic, whatever the case may be, you got to come up with taking responsibility for yourself. I find that most healthy relationships are built more on uh, inspiration rather than aspiration. Okay. They're built more on inspiration. Take responsibility and ownership of what it is that you do. And whether you're with your spouse, I'm telling you, if you're with your spouse and they're controlling and they have controlling behavior, it's going to do two things. You're going to, they're going to feel like they've lost you. And if that is God's plan, they will lose you because you're no longer in the realm of being controlled or you're no longer controlling. The next thing that's going to happen is you don't have to worry about if someone's ever going to want to be with you again. Or will you find love and all, you know, and, and whatever connection and stuff like that? Or will that person ever come back to you? Because if you are willing to take care of yourself, you will attract the person that wants to also find a healthy relationship. Okay. Whether it be your spouse, it could be your spouse, even though it could be the woman that you're divorced to right now or the man that you're divorced to right now. They don't know that what they're looking for is probably right in their freaking face. And that's you. Take ownership of your own actions. Take ownership of your own thoughts, how you think, how you interpret things, and you draw your strength from that. And we thank God for all, the whole way through, we thank God for all of it. Because only, only with those steps, as long as we take the steps, God will clear the path. You know what I'm saying? Like God has cleared the path, but you got to take the steps. He gives you the answers, but you got to make the choices. Choose today to be the, the day that you research what it means to find a counselor or a therapist for yourself. Because I, when you're in a, in a controlling relationship, if you are in a controlling relationship, or maybe you're the controller in the relationship, you know, you know what happens with being a controller in a relationship, where it comes from? I'm going to tell you right now, it comes from fear. If you're in a re- controlling relationship and you're at a loss as to how your how your husband or your wife or your ex-husband, ex-wife or your life partner, how are they making all these moves when they were like they were so tight with you? They they just they they were always so emotional and then all of a sudden they cut you off. You're not clear what what happened? Where did they go? All of a sudden why are things why am I have just been dumped? Why have I been abandoned so quickly by somebody who claimed that they love me so hard, so much, they wanted every aspect of my life to go through them? Though I did not agree with it, though I did not like it, I don't really understand how they could just dump me like that and it's all over. The person who was controlling you, or if you were the person who was type controlling, has lived in fear. Fear is what fuels control. Fear of being abandoned. Fear of being seen as not as important as they think they are. Fear of not living up to the comparison that they have in their life towards you, friends, family, coworkers, associates, constituents, Whatever that case may be, even children, even children, 
When somebody feels as though that their best work is nothing in the eyes of others, they then find ways to control you or the world that they're in. Somebody who is controlling is gripped by the spirit of fear. So what do you do? What what does the controller do when they're in fear? They call you out your name. They tell you you're never going to be anything. They they talk about what you don't have. They talk about what you could have done better. They compare you to other people. They say that you're nothing to them. And they're so quick. They want to show it. They want to show you that you're nothing to them. My friends, those who are listening to this podcast, the person who lives in fear has no ability to pick up a mirror, show it to you, and say, you suck. They, they have no power to do that. Okay? They're just telling you and they're treating you how they think you would treat them if one day you decided no more. The person who is controlling lives in fear. So what do you do? First thing, you're going to pray for yourself, for anybody affected by the controller, for anybody affected by taking their emotions to the max. You're going to pray for that first. And you're going to pray for the person that is that is afflicting you with that controlling behavior, with their short temper with their out-of-this-world reaction to everything. You're going to pray for that person. God loves everyone. Do not forget that. You're not, God's, not going to, God's not going to work on you and not work on the offender, okay? There's something that is controlling their fear. We're going to pray for them as well. Keep your heart of flesh, my friends. Keep your heart of flesh. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to release the controller. Whether that controller is the, the partner, your spouse, or if it's you, release yourself from those emotions. Release them from their re- emotional traits and their reactions towards you. How do you do that, Ty? Ty, what do you what do you mean by release them? It's the same as letting people go to God. You let you tell you can either pray for or you can tell that person straight up. You know what? I release your hold on me. I release you and myself from being controlled by the anger you have in your heart. I release you and I release myself from fear because I choose to live a life like God has intended for me of abundance. I choose to step out on faith. I choose to be happy. I release you and I release myself from the spirit of fear. I release myself from the toxic behaviors of lack of communication. There are millions of people on this planet. I don't need to feel as if the one person I should be talking to is treating me lower than garbage. I'm free to speak to, communicate with, fellowship with, Anyone that, one, accepts me, misses me, and values me. 
I release you from those actions. You say what you need to say, but you let it be known. I release you. Even if you're not speaking to your spouse, write it down. I release you. I release you. I release myself. I deserve this and then go get it. Accept it because I'm telling you how the universe works, how our Lord works. Once you are ready to accept and allow the pourings of blessings into your life, it's going to be it's going to be time and there's nothing that can stop it. And God's going to pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to receive. You won't have enough room to receive. Guys, this is real out here. There are people who play with other people's hearts and their minds and their emotions. There are people who are using the law as their sword and shield. There are people out there who use their children as a scapegoat. There are people who are living in fear. There are people who have been done wrong since they were children. And they grew up in fear that they would be abandoned someday if people really saw them for who they were. Or they would be abandoned if everybody knew exactly what they truly thought or felt. There are a lot of people in this world who are operating off of fear of inadequacy. Fear of anxiety and fear of abandonment. You cannot control those people. Be aware, okay? But you can't control them. Get yourself and your anger under control. Use the resources that are out there and do it because it's good for you. The universe will respond. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, once again, hit that like, share, subscribe. Visit the website at www.tyreewilson.com. Make sure you guys email me, DM me if you want me to add you to the prayer request. I don't mind reading. I definitely want to add you. And as always, thank you for being here, and I'll check you guys out next time. Hey, my listener. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lot Pot Talks. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast and website over at www.tyreewilson.com. When you visit and subscribe, you get a free seven-day prayer devotional journal for you to keep. If you want to work one-on-one with me, you only need to email me, DM, or message me, and I will get in contact with you about how we can get started. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless. Mm -hmm.